0: Hello and welcome to another episode of our Brothers Creed podcast where we're talking about motivation, experiences,
1: and exploring the world around us. And we are the Thomas Brothers and I'm Jared. I'm Ethan. Today we're going to be talking about persistence. What uh, We're going to talk about the definition of persistence. We're going to talk about is it good to be persistent? Is it a bad to be too persistent? uh what is what are some of the synonyms and maybe the antonyms the opposite of persistence and how it can benefit us in our life it's been a while since we've done one of these talking about certain principles so we thought that we'd we'd bring it back attributes attributes we'll be able to uh, bring it back to our creed and see if maybe if this is uh, a certain attribute that we want to apply to our lives let's do it spartans what is your profession the man who must say I am the king is no true king. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare. If I can change, and you can change. Everybody can change! Let us all unite! Let us fight for a new world. A decent world.
0: Okay, so one of the things that we first talk about is we kind of usually define what persistence is, and I found something that was interesting. It was like a little graphic, and it talks about the the difference between persistence versus perseverance, and I like this one because it kind of gives two different uh, perspectives on on a very similar word. Uh, so, for for one, uh, persistence is the quality of stubbornly or Resolutely continuing something in spite of opposition, and then conversely, with per- perseverance, it says perseverance is the continued, steady belief or effort in spite of opposition. So one is so perseverance is just like uh, you're doing something in continual effort in spite of opposition. And it usually has a positive connotation, or as per- persistence can sometimes have a negative connotation, like you're stubbornly doing that or um, another difference here is it says persistence is used to refer to actions with bad good or neutral purposes while perseverance is
1: typically used to refer to actions with good intentions or desirable goals I think I think sometimes too uh, persistence and and one of the things that you know the act of persisting versus persevering uh, I think persisting um, is maybe more of doing uh, continuing or repeating the same behavior over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think with perseverance, it can, it can be a little bit different where it's not specifically attributed to one specific behavior, but persistence is almost continuing to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah.
0: Like if someone is like, Oh, like they invited him to be into their house and they were very persistent. Like, they just kept asking, kept asking, kept asking, so it's like okay, but you wouldn't say they persevered in asking me to come in their house. So it's like well, you you kind of persevere through trials or through a goal, but to be persistent is to continually do
1: the same thing. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Some of the differences. So I had one. It's a, a persistent is an attitude of um, continuously striving and committing to goals regardless of immediate rewards, um, which I thought was was kind of interesting. Um, and then I kind of went along the same lines that while persistence really kind of has a negative connotation, um, it, and it ov- often indicates that maybe somebody is stubborn or they're illogical, um, and that's kind of really comparative to the perseverance maybe, which is maybe more logical, logical, persevering through trials. Uh, So I thought that was interesting too.
0: Yeah. One of the, one of the stories I was uh, remembering about that I I feel like talks to perseverance or persistence is the story of Moses. Yeah. You know, like when he goes into Egypt and got those plagues, he's like, Hey man, let my people go. And actually we watched that movie with the Prince of Egypt just the other day with the kids that's a great movie, by the way. Yeah.
1: Well, actually, I i, re- I just recently read all the scriptures through the process, uh-huh. and I thought it was really interesting, but keep, keep going ahead, I'll just add to it. No, yeah, I, I,
0: was, I was just going to say, he was very persistent with what he was asking, and the Lord promised him, you know, just keep asking, keep asking, and, you know, it, it's very easy to get frustrated, but he was just, you know, hey... You gotta let us go. Gotta let us go. got to let us go. And it was just one thing after another after another. And I felt like that was a really good example of persistence because he kept persisting that they be let go, uh, and that they be allowed to leave. And
1: then eventually he gave in. One thing that I thought was interesting um, in, in reading the, the the actual scripture story uh, as we're going through the the process of Moses. And uh, one thing that I didn't know, and that it doesn't really particularly depict in in the kind of the movies or whatever. Is that um, a lot of these plagues that Moses said he would go to the Pharaoh and let people go, and then he'd say no, and he'd say okay, well I'm gonna send you know this plague, I'm gonna do this thing, and then a couple day a day would go by or whatever, and the Pharaoh would say please, you know, call this off, fix it, fix it. If you do, then I'll let your people go, I promise. And then he would Moses would fix it, you know, the birds would come in and eat all the the locusts or whatever. And then Pharaoh would be like, nah, never mind. And then he would say, you know, all the frogs would come in. And, and then, and then, you know, all, all the different things. Almost every single time the Pharaoh was like, please, Moses, just fix this and I'll let your people go. And then he would just turn his back. Nope, never mind. I was just joking. And it was just, yeah. Yeah. I, but that persistent nature of, of Moses for sure, yeah, kind of had that same goal. So uh, one thing is that. That I was reading was that persistence actually gives you really vital experience. Uh, when you're persistent, you you learn that each failure gives you kind of another opportunity to learn. And we actually did an episode on overcoming failure, which was kind of similar to persistence in a way, but I think maybe it was more. I think it was more similar to perseverance than it was persistence yeah. in overcoming failure and, and kind of, uh, uh, you know, succeeding through your trials. Um, and we had, you know, some different personal examples and things like that. But uh, when you each time you fail, you become more resilient. And I think someone who is persistent is able to become uh, is able to build that resilience um, and to help you overcome other challenges.
0: I'm gonna ask you a question that uh, oh, geez. I want you to think about. Okay, what have you? Can you give us an example from your own life, or where you've been persistent at something?
1: Um, I would say, and I don't know if this is such a good thing, but one thing that I used persistence. We kind of had mentioned before is when I was doing door-to-door sales, right? There's sometimes, and there were some days where, you know, you'd get into houses and you'd make sales and it would go great, you know, but I would say 90% of the days, it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't all great. And and you kind of felt like, you know, you, I had to continue to be persistent. Like I had to keep doing the same thing. Like I'm still knocking the doors. I'm still putting in the effort. I had to, I had to be persistent what I was doing and... Really, I guess when I got to the door and was talking with somebody, I had to to kind of really kind of not push myself into the door, but to convince them that what I was doing was going to be beneficial for them. And in many cases, it was right. Um, I was doing uh, you know, security systems for and home automation systems for for door to door sales, um, and there was definitely some people that really benefited from that. But I, I guess for me, I had to be persistent in saying, you know using kind of using some tactics to uh i don't know push my push my way through through the sale i guess that's yeah. kind of a, a thing of persistence oh, the, yeah the, totally. an example that i had to do yeah absolutely what about you
0: I, I think that probably the thing that comes to my mind right now is that just being persistent as a father yeah with these kids like you've got to keep reinforcing these these Good morals, good ideals. What it is to be in my family. One of the things we we, we distinguish is between like sharp behavior, uh, which is acceptable behavior, and like things that a young man should be doing versus sloppy behavior, like pulling your pants down, showing everybody your your butt or something like that, which happens quite often. Uh, so that's sloppy behavior or you know, like running around or, or just like doing, being annoying or making annoying sounds. And like, it's like we, we need to learn how to act. And so being persistent about that's not how we do things. We do it like this. We do it like we, we don't do that. We do this. That's a, <laughs> a parenthood itself. Is I think al-
1: a, I think along the same lines as that is telling a a, a kid to do or not to do something. You know, 10 times. 10, 10 times, 15 times, and they still do the same thing and just being persistent and drilling and trying to teach this one principle that you don't do this or, yeah. you know, don't leave your shoes right at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> That's not where they go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or don't put your hands in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's our baby butt. The older yes. boys don't
1: do that, but the baby keeps doing that, so we have to close all the bathroom doors. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so, I, I've actually been reading a book. It's called The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, and uh, it's pretty good. It's freaking long. It's like 500 pages long. Um, I'm about halfway through it, and uh, I, I'm on law uh, The 48 Laws, I'm on law like 26. <laughs> nice. Um, so, law 15 was crush your enemies Totally. That was the name of the law, uh-huh. right? And so it talks about these, it shares these different 48 laws of, uh, you know, how to be more powerful and mm-hmm. um, everything that you do. And there's a little quote in there. It talks about, uh, you know, th- they give some examples, some stories about these two generals that uh, one general attacked the other general Um but instead of uh, like completely crushing the other general's army, he captured the other general and instead of killing him and just ending the whole thing, he, he thought he was gonna be the bigger man and merciful and let him live. And then uh, he let him go and then that general built another army and he came back and he, and he beat the guy that had captured him. Oh really right. And so it's kind of talking about like persistence and like just keep, stick to it from the top. All the way to the bottom, all the way till it's done. Crush your enemies totally. And there's this little quote in there I thought was interesting. It said, um, a viper crushed beneath your foot, but left alive will rear up and bite you with a double dose. An enemy that is that is left around is like a half dead viper that you nurse back to health. And huh. so it's basically saying like if you were stepping on a viper, you you know, you're not gonna well, halfway kill it and then just step off of it because then it's going to turn around and bite you, yeah. right? If you step it on the viper's head, crush it, right? Be persistent and finish it. So, uh, that's, so that
0: I, I, I had pulled a, a similar thing. This one says it's from a like a journal. It's called the uh, Small Wars Journal, and it says persistence as the tenth principle of war, uh, and part of the, a quote from this, it says, Hap Arnold had it right. Give the enemy time to recuperate and your efforts are wasted. Relentless engagement crushes your enemy's morale and will to fight. Uh, and it said, General Arnold recognized the value of persistence in attack, but in his day, persistence meant pers- uh, persistence meant persistence and effort, keeping up the fight day and night d- and day out. Yeah. So, this s- yeah, said. similar to that. Don't give them time to to breathe, you just be on them, on them, on them, on them.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me <clears throat> when I was thinking about persistence. There's a couple stories that came up, came in my mind. Uh One of them was kind of the the Aesop fable, the tortoise and the hare. Right, that one where the yep. the you know I don't have to recount the whole thing, but they were in a race. This, tur- this tortoise and a hare. Obviously, the hare is much faster than the tortoise is and at the beginning of the race they you know the hare just took off up the road um so much faster than the tortoise but he just kept going one foot in front of the other slowly and then the hare was so far ahead he decided just to take a little take a little nap you know and the tortoise just kept one foot in front of the other boom 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 just keep going persistence and uh then the hare ended up falling asleep and didn't wake up. And then he heard a bunch of cheering at the finish line. And he woke up and realized, well, maybe the turtle passed me. So he started running towards the finish line and uh, caught up to the turtle. But didn't quite make it there before the, the, tor- the tortoise crashed the, crossed the line. And so that, that constant persistence of one foot in front of the other uh, was beneficial, you know. The, yeah. And the, the other story was the little engine that could. That was another one that kind of came into my mind as thinking persistent, right? This little engine that's trying to carry this heavy, heavy load over this tall mountain is just, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, and and just not giving up all the way up up and over this hill.
0: Yeah, um, one of the people I think that I admire as far as persistence goes, I mean, look at Elon Musk and all that he's accomplished, with SpaceX, you know, he tried to to buy these Russian rockets yeah. and they were like, you know, we're not doing anything and then so he's like, okay, well I'm just going to learn rocketry and then I'm going to build these things from scratch and then you know, he had three chances really and first two of those rockets exploded and then he's like, okay, this is the last chance. We got to get a ride and he he got a ride and and then so many things even with the Tesla uh the models that he's building. There was one time I think he's I was listening to a video. I think he said it was like for several years, where he just basically lived on the factory floor, uh, slept slept on the factory floor. I have a quote from him about what he said here. He said, "I always move my desk to wherever. Well, wherever. Well, I don't really have a desk. Actually, I move myself to wherever the biggest problem is at Tesla." Uh, and he said, "I really believe that one should leave from the front line, and that's where why I'm here." He said, "I I'm." personally on that line, in that machine, trying to solve problems, personally where I can. He said, we are working seven days a week to do it, and I have personally been here on Zone 2 module line, 2 a.m. on Sunday morning, helping diagnose robot calibration issues, so I'm doing everything I can. Like, he was literally sleeping there. He was. He said he was getting three hours of sleep at night, and then he was just all over the place. He had a cot and a sleeping bag, and he would just go, 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 go. And he said an interview that I heard, he, he's like, yeah, I probably know more about manufacturing than any human alive right now because of all that I was involved with and the, all the technicals and all putting together these cars, solving these issues, all this stuff. And, and they had a quota that they had to meet uh, to get these, these models rolled out. And so he worked like heck to get there. And respect for the guy, dude, he's persistent and he makes yeah, it happen. For sure.
1: And I'm,
0: I think it's cool that he bought Twitter.
1: Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. So, so I, I kind of went on the next phase for me was, so how to be persistent? How do I be more persistent in my life? Um, and so there's a couple of different ways. Uh, I have five ways how to be more persistent. Uh, and then I want to tell a story. So one of them, the first one is dream big, but start small, right? You can't uh, you gotta eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So number two is know the reason behind your goal. If you have a why, then it's a lot it's a lot easier to stay motivated. Uh, number two is rest, don't quit. And so, hey, if you need to take a rest day, that's fine. Don't just don't just completely burn yourself out to the point of you're like I'm so done. I don't want yeah. I don't want to have anything to do with this anymore. Rest. Don't quit. Number four is find different solution to your setbacks, and number five is don't be afraid to start again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's four different ways to uh, be be more persistent. And so, uh, there there was a story. Uh, we actually talked about Socrates and socrates <laughs> yes <laughs> that's what the um bill you know, and ted's, bill and ted's excellent <laughs> excellent they called him uh so socrates he there's a story about socrates so this this young man came to socrates one day and he said socrates he said how are you so successful what is your key to success in life and he told the young man he said you want to know my what my secret is he said, meet me down by the river tomorrow morning. And the, the, the guy said, okay, all right. So he met him by the river. The morning came, and uh, he walked down the river, and Socrates was down, down by the water. Uh, so Socrates said, all right, well, c- come with me. Follow me. And so they walked down into the water, and when they, uh, when they had walked all the way in and they were about up to their necks, uh, Socrates turned around and uh, took the guy by surprise, and grabbed his head and just pushed him, pushed his head under the water, and this guy is is uh, flailing and flinging and wrestling and trying to get out from under the water, but Socrates is just holding him down, just holding him underwater, and so he holds him underwater until he he, he thinks that okay, this guy is about to pass out, right? Maybe he's turning blue or whatever else, and uh, and then he finally lets the guy up. And the guy shoots up out of the water and gasping for air and just is like, what the heck, man? What's going on? And Socrates asked him, what did you want most when you were down there under the water? And the guy was like, I wanted air. And Socrates goes, that is the secret to success. When you want success as badly as you wanted air, then you will get it. There is no other secret. Yeah. And so... I, I liked that. I'd heard that story in a couple of different iterations, mm-hmm. a couple of different ways of, of telling it, but I liked it because it was almost like that, uh, that, that persistence of, of having a reason behind what you're doing. You know, what is your air? If your goal is to make money in your life and that's your air, then, then you'll do anything you can to do it, to, 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 make it to make money if your goal is to uh you know i don't know be humanitarian you know give humanitarian aid or whatever else it might be or solve a certain problem you talked about elon musk right it's just like you if it's something you want so badly then you will be persistent and gaining that one thing yeah Totally. One example that I had of persistence
0: was uh, one of our, our past presidents, and that's Abraham Lincoln. If we can give you kind of a walkthrough of his life and some of the, the successes and failures, well, some of the failures and persistence that he had. Uh, this was basically a man who had failed in business at the age of 21. He, def- he was defeated in the legislative race at the age of 22. He failed again in business at age 24. He overcame the death of his sweetheart at age 26. He had a nervous breakdown at age 27. He lost the congressional race at age 34. He lost the senatorial race at age 45. He failed in an effort to become vice president at age 47. He lost a senatorial race at age 49, and he was elected president of the United States at age 52. So I wouldn't call him or dare to call him a failure but rather, someone who was persistent in what he wanted and yeah. continued to pursue that dream, which was government, yeah, which was a public servant, and so he did. And um, you know, despite all those setbacks, he was still able to
1: do that. Now, kind of move on to the next thing. What I thought was, we talked about at the beginning that persistence potentially has a negative connotation to it, right? When when does it go too far? Um I think what makes us keep pushing um when when would it be wiser to simply just let go and just to say okay that's enough of that now <laughs> maybe maybe it's time to move on right um and if you if you feel like you're just hammering your head against the wall and it's just refusing to stop you might find that the culprit might be that what you're doing is not right. Or if you're beating the dead horse. Yeah. Or, I mean, it could maybe be fear, right? Maybe a lot of times people get fearful and they they back out too soon out of something instead of being persistent. Um, But one thing that uh, I actually looked up, there's an article that I read that it said, are you quitting too soon or staying with it too long? And it kind of talks about the balance between quitting too soon, which is beating being fearful and just backing out or staying in too long and just beating the dead horse. And uh, it says some people really give up too easily uh, when they hit just a small bump in the road, they just say, "Oh, I can't do it anymore. That's too hard. I'm done. you know, And others keep trying way too long, way beyond way beyond when, uh, the, the quitters would have quit so long ago and, and you're actually losing the potential for other opportunities. Um so there was actually three questions that um help you to decide whether am I quitting too soon or am I staying sticking with it too long? And the first question is is my heart still in it? Right? And actually it's kind of interesting yeah so the first question is is my heart still in it? Um Second question is, can I achieve greater results by simply moving on to something else, right? If my goal was to make money and I've just been doing this same business, fighting the same business for 10 years and I'm still not making any money, then could you maybe make more money if you transition to a different business or whatever else it might be? Yeah. Um, and then the third question is, knowing what I know now, would I start this task today? Mm -hmm. Um, so is my heart still in it could I achieve more somewhere else and knowing what I know now would I still start this same thing
0: That's yeah that makes me think I I, I told you I I was reading this book uh, 1776 and we've talked a lot about George Washington on on this podcast but this is you know in, in the early part of the war he had all these troops from all over the place and these people were just you know, regular people, but they were backwoods people, man. And, and he actually didn't like these people. He was like, these people are the most random ragmuffin assortment of men I've ever seen. Most undisciplined. And in some of his personal letters, he was like, these people are are awful or you know in some cases he was like I don't want to be here uh, and, and one thing he lamented he's basically confessed <laughs> these are personal letters that he's like I wish I had never taken this command he's like I just assume he, he was almost saying I wish I had just signed up as a regular militiaman and I just bring my shoulder bring my gun and just show up and be one of the one of the crowd because you know they didn't have any gunpowder they were out of all this they were running out of food it was the winter time and everybody's fighting and there's they've literally burned every scrap of wood in a mile radius of the camp so there's no there's no firewood there's no and he's just like this is absolutely miserable i don't want to do this these people are annoying because you know they get these very different people like he was from virginia um and uh mount vernon there was mountain folk yeah and then well he had some of these and he had some people from new hampshire people from th- these different like uh pieces of the continental army it actually wasn't called the continental army until a little bit later uh but he was just like man this is a mess of people i don't even know if i want to be here but his heart was in it uh and he he had that determination and i i think he knew that 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 battle and that his leadership would turn the tide of the nation. And he, he told his men that very many times. And so maybe that he, I'm so glad that he was persistent in that. Yeah,
1: for sure. It, I don't know. This is actually an example of persistence, but I thought it was really interesting. Maybe we do an episode on this later, but, uh, I, I was saying that I had, uh, um, been reading this book about, or actually I I listened to a book. Um, and it was called, I think it was called like bad presidents or something like that, or president fails or something. It it went through a bunch of different presidents and different failures that they had had and, um, just interesting facts and, and maybe, maybe if they were bad, if they, they seemed bad for some reason. Um, one thing that one fact I thought was really interesting was Andrew Jackson, was, I don't know, fifth president or one of those, you know, ninth he president. He was born here. Yeah. In so, South Carolina, just right next. So, he was a rough guy. In his life, he was in over a hundred duels. What? Yeah. Really? He was in over a hundred duels in his life. Isn't that crazy? Did he get shot in any of them? So, it, it, there was a couple of them. There was one specifically that said that. He ended up. He got shot in the chest, and he purpose. He got shot in the chest, but he purposely didn't fire because he didn't have a good shot on the other guy. So he got shot in the chest, and then as he was falling down, he raised his pistol and he shot the other guy and he killed the other guy. Oh my gosh! But then he, but he ended up surviving. Wow! And uh, it's just like I don't know. Maybe you can apply that persistence. (laughs) He was persistent in always wanting to do a duel I guess I don't know if he was the one calling for the duels or if it was if he was just a jerk and everybody else wanted to duel wow. him I, I don't know well, Maybe he, we should do some research into that one but well,
0: that they funny. have a, a museum here just in the Waxhaw area the museum of the waxaws and that's where he grew up yeah uh, there was like a, a massacre uh, here just in South Carolina some soldiers were leaving Charleston and uh, some in the, in the Revolutionary War, and then some British folks uh, basically massacred all these guys. And then all those guys went to a, a, a country home to get healed uh, uh, by his mother. And he was there helping on them. And then he got captured by a British officer, and the British officer drew his... He was mouthing off or something to the British officer. The guy drew his sword, came down right at his face, and he put his hand up, uh, and it sliced his hand, and then it also cut the... Cut like right into his eyebrow, or right into one of his eyebrows. So if you look at pictures of him, he has a scar right into his, one of his eyebrows from where that British officer, almost sliced right across his face.
1: He's got one of those cool Jason Momoa <laughs> scars.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except for those, are, that one's a fake, I think.
1: Yeah, that's just let's <laughs> just to put a line with the Clippers into my uh, yeah. But
0: I uh, know anyway, I thought that was kind of, he's kind of cool. yeah,
1: that's kind of cool. Way sidetracked, but I'm sure he was persistent. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Cool. So, yep. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, we had kind of put some quotes together. I don't know if you had a quote. Yeah. I just had a,
0: a quick quote. It was essentially persistence is the ability to stick with something and adjust your vision when the going gets tough.
1: Nice. I had actually put two quotes together for this one. So the first one is knowing why you knowing why you are doing something will aid in your ability to persist. This will build resilience, which in turn will help you be stronger in the future. So, mm-hmm. knowing knowing what you're doing will aid, know aid your, your ability why. to yeah, persist, right? That's the first one. The next one is quitting is not failing. Sometimes the juice is no longer worth the squeeze. That's right. Discretion is the better part of valor, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, that's excellent. Well, I think that this is an interesting principle. And knowing that balance, deciding that balance, you gave some great tips on how we can decipher whether to continue or to give up, give it up, and move on to something more fruitful. So it's an opportunity cost. Yeah. From an economic standpoint, it's like, what are you giving up to do this thing, and is it worth it? And if you could be getting more from doing something else, uh, then then do that other thing. Yeah,
1: and I really like that too. And one thing, one the first question that you ask when you're trying to decide, should I keep doing this? Is is my heart in it? Mm-hmm. Right. And if your heart's not in it, then is it really worth your time? Yeah. I mean, if, if it's something you absolutely hate doing, then, you know, I maybe even apply that to like a career or a job or something like that. If it's something that's just so miserable that it's like affecting every aspect of your life. You know, is you have to kind of weigh it out. Unless it's paying a ton of money, then for you to stay, or even it's if it is, you kind know? Of other, yeah. I mean, it's it's a balance. It's a balance. You're not, you're you not a weigh out. Move. You know, yeah. Could I? Could I do some? Could I do better somewhere else? Could I whatever else? And so, I, I really like that. I think that's something I'm definitely going to apply to my life, not just on, I guess, to, to to any aspect. Is this is what I'm doing, continuing to bring value into my life? And if it's not, then Cut it out. Yeah. Move it to go different direction. Totally. Well, this has been great. Thanks for sharing with us your examples of persistence. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, maybe find out how we can apply this to our life and build that creed together. Let's do it.